I never know if my boobs are like always in the shot or not until like after it's done and over. It is what it is. All right, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Full Set. Um, I am your hostess, hostex with the mostex. Um, my name is Didi Delgado and I am here. Why does Lowe's want to know my location? I hate the internet. I'm here with my esteemed colleague, none other than Relique Hayes. Relique, how are you doing today? I'm good, a little tired. Um, you know, we're on day, really like day three or so for protests in Baltimore. Um, right. We're a little bit behind the rest of the country. Um, this was my, yeah, my second day out. Um, just finished. <laughs> this is my second day out. <laughs> yeah, just finished helping my... Um, helping my young people lead an amazing protest of like over 10,000 people. They took a highway. Um, oh, y'all niggas is in Baltimore for real, for real? Okay. Yeah. So they took a highway, um, particularly just so they could go past the uh, jail and say hi to a political prison prisoner, Free Keith Davis Jr., you know. Yeah, um, Free Keith Davis Jr. You know, he's not free until it's reversed. You know, Keith Davis is free. Um, also, you know, justice for uh, Tyrone West. Um, shout out to Juwanda, who I was with earlier, and you know, all the folks in Baltimore um, who have lost loved ones to police violence um, and murdering them. Besides that, though, I'm energized. Like, you, Are you, know you energized? Feel, you know how I feel post actions. Like, I'm ready to go. Yo, you be beast. I'm like, is this nigga taking a monster energy drink? Like, shut up. Like, the adrenaline it just it gets me going you know I, I love the work we do I love organizing I love building with people and direct action is, is is my thing yeah I figured direct action is your thing how long we've been knowing each other really I don't know I can't even tell you when I first met you um when you first met me probably the uprising so maybe five years now like either right before or right after the Baltimore uprising, so we're talking 2015. Mm-hmm. Wow, I feel old. Do you ever feel old, like in doing oh, this, definitely. or do you feel like run so you, down? You remember, you remember Justin? I do remember Justin, little curly hair Justin, little light skin Justin, who I would not let lead stuff like when we were in Boston and other things. And he had followed me. That nigga, had that a, nigga had an attitude. He was like a, a young kid, like on punishment all the time. He was like, "No, go over there, Justin." Justin was like, "Yeah." I had a proud dad moment. Um, he was leading some, a lot of stuff in the last few days. Um, and it kind of came full circle for me because he joined us right after the uprising. Mm -hmm. um, and so like just that full circle moment of being like, we invested in you and you're a dope ass organizer, right? And I'm proud of you and I can see that and people trust your leadership in the community, right? right? Without me saying anything, they just trust you because they've seen you do the work the last four years. That, that made me, my heart smile. So <clears throat> what would you say, um, Okay, this is an interesting point of contention. So you already know we've been doing this is now make it's our five year anniversary, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think about um the control that we as community organizers really hate to relinquish because we're like, ah, oh, it's gotta be right, you know. Um, there was an action in Boston and I just had to uh I don't want to say eat crow, but I had to think about who I was five years ago, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I want to give a shout out to the youth who led the action in my mind. And I think it's because I have like these points of tension and I think we all have them. They're contradictions, right? So like I could say this moment, like I ain't like that shit. 
And then the next moment, I'm like, they motherfucking did that shit. Like, you know, and it could be both at the mm-hmm. same time sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think back on to like maybe even your your first like w- what was the climate like in Baltimore when Freddie Gray was murdered? Because that's what I'm calling it. I don't know. What um, no, he was definitely murdered. Um, okay. It was similar to what it is now. There's like a slow build and burn in Baltimore. Like we take a bit to catch on, like I was saying earlier. Um, but the feeling in the air is the same to me. The things just haven't completely erupted yet, like it has everywhere else. Um, and that's, I think, because particularly, um, you know, cops and politicians are trying their hardest to to maintain control, right? Like to maintain empire. And so they're trying to avoid any confrontation with protesters and police because at that point, that's where that tension point happens and that's where that flashback can start, right? And we know that. Um, personally, you know, I don't care about what like property, burn this shit down, right? Like we've been at this for a while and as an organizer, like don't get me wrong, we've had some wins, but I'm impatient, right? And if this is the system crumbling and this is the time we have as an organizer, I think my job is to hold space for those, like also to answer your earlier question, I think my job in this moment is mm-hmm. to hold for their for folks in their rage and in their ability to experiment with uh, organizing, right? right? And then after this moment is when I like I want to dig deep with you know train and, and and build right for the next moment because like as a student of you know movement history, um, what we're seeing is like the these rebellions or these phases of rebellions are coming closer together, right? right? Okay, right, right, right. Like, um, and so. What I what I predict is that like even if this one oh you okay Nostra Nost nigga Damas come on what you predict like even even if this isn't the moment where like everything happens we're gonna push far and then we'll push further right because what I'm seeing is you know I remember five years ago where niggas laughed at me when I said abolition they were like what abolition <laughs> what like they were just You're like right. you just want to go to jail now everybody's like all right burn this shit like right. fuck the system for cops right and that's a big difference um I guess court- my question is is like do you ever float between, cause you know, I, I gave like a, why I moderate this call at my job today. I was like, I got a whole space. Um, and then I hold space on the show. Um, but like we, all we got. Right. And so I, on one hand, I'm hearing one person say, you know, but why you got to loot? Why you got to riot? And I was, and then they use Martin Luther King Jr. Obviously to like, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, well, you know, when we say that rioting is the language of the unheard, how is it possible that this community leader was able to hold space in so many different ways. And I think that sometimes I got to check myself and my privilege. I think my ego, can I say that on the air? My ego has lent me to be like, oh, only one way to do this, whatever, because it's already been done. And I'm like, nah, like we could hold space for all the things, you know? No, I totally agree. I think um, particularly in growing and doing more direct actions post, you know, Freddie Gray, you know, throwing down with you in Boston and throwing that, doing that amazing action. That, like, I have a funny story about that, but it's me being petty, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, still, right? Like, let's be clear, you, you trusted an outer towner from like, of a city that I didn't live in and our squad to come in and like marshal and like, you know, protect you ultimately. That's a lot of trust. I don't, I don't wanna not honor that, right? Because that's important. But you have to, you spoke about earlier, about doing the work and that wasn't the first time I had trusted you I'm trying to remember the first time you understand I'm saying like we have built a relationship in that sense that I know I already know what y'all about allegedly 
<laughs> you know, I was talking to Future about this the other day. Allegedly, niggas was in D.C., um, you know, for a certain action during the inauguration. Like, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it's very possible that I saw without a shadow of a doubt, like what y'all were willing to do and what y'all were willing to put on the line. When it came to Flint, it was very possible <laughs> that I saw mm -hmm. like the same sort of behavior. So, of course, when tasked with how the fuck do I lead 40 to 5,000 people? And then me, light skin Keisha, stay out of the spotlight. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I had to call mm -hmm. all the niggas I know. Like that. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was crazy. It, it, don't get me wrong. It was stressful at the time, but like- time, It was super, we hated each other. Yeah, but time gives respected, right? Time gives respected and allows, you know, things to move. When but, I, but, go ahead. But you were gonna ask a question and I want you to get to the, the actual question you wanted to ask. I had a question. Oh, so my question is, because I want to tell the petty story. Um, let me tell the petty story first, and then I'll ask you a question. So this just happened, whatever. Um, so Bay was in the car, and we mm -hmm. was actually talking to Elle, and we was gossiping. It's fine. Um, but also, we was, like, doing a lot of healing and processing. The whole thing was fine. And um, he was like, yeah, I just feel like, you know, um, it's weird. We didn't know each other, like, three years ago, because... You know, I was at this protest. I don't know. Did you know about it? He nigga literally asked me, "Did I know about it?" I was that, at this like, <laughs> like, did I know about a protest? Of course, I know like, about. It. He was like, "There's like forty-five people, forty-five thousand people there. Did you know about it? Like, was you there?" I said, "Was I there?" And I had to, I had to, I had to do. Who wants to be a millionaire? I had to dial a friend. I said, "This nigga just asked me, was I there?" And my friend was like, nigga, he, she threw the party. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so- It was your house. At my house, like, you know? Um, but it's interesting because then I, you know, I found out, I'm trying not to give too much away. I found mm -hmm. out today, technically yesterday, who was involved in last night's shenanigans. And I say shenanigans because my ego lends me to be like, okay, we've seen okay. this before. And I'm uh -huh. saying it to you because you just came from an action. Like, and I miss that adrenaline. So I know what it feels like inherently to be like, I'm with my folks. I'm expressing rage. I'm angry. I'm fucking shit up. Right. And I guess also my ego is like, I apologize, you know, cause I was uh -huh. like shitting on the little March and I still did it just now with my little shade, but I need to like, when we say it's a multiplicity, and thank you, Ashley, for that word. When we say it's a multiplicity, I want to be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna let y'all niggas lead because at some point someone let me lead, or I just took it anyways, you know. So my uh -huh. question to you is, what advice, if any, do you have for new organizers or people who don't know that they're about to be organizers or um, you know, anyone who's got like the steam role, like what do they do with the energy after the protest is over? What advice do you have for them? So I think my first piece of advice is like, if you're planning something, particularly in moments like this, assume it's going to get big, right? Like, I know you think it's just going to be small, but like in moments like this, people are going to want to come. So assume it's going to be big, um, and reach out to folks, right? Like, even if you don't know them, reach out to folks that you know that do actions in your area, um, like, if you don't know, reach out to, like, you can hit someone up on an, in another city, like, there's BLM chapters, BYP 100 chapters across most of this country, right? Like, they might not um, be what you're looking for at that moment, but they might know somebody that is, right? Like, there's nothing hurting from axing. Um, 
no matter your age, right? Like, worst that people can tell you is no. Right. And, you know, as organizers, power can seize nothing without demand. As a community member, you have the right to demand from us some help. Right. I feel like, at least if you're Black. If you're white, go to Surge. I can't help. I don't I'm know just, what they're supposed to do. Go ahead. Right, <laughs> right. Like, I can't help you. That's not my role. I'm not teaching you how to organize. Um, and I just had to make that. I, I mean, I know it was implied, but, you know, sometimes you just got. No, you got to be clear because white people be like, really said that we could go yeah. and ask right. the Black community organizer to yeah, do no, the work. I did not. I did not. <laughs> um, and like figure out what it is you care about. What's your political alignment and find out who who does that. Cause there is somebody, there's always somebody in, in alignment with you and particularly of your race. Even if it just takes putting out a Facebook post every day, right? Like right. Or whatever, they exist. Go Or go through the newspaper, Google like protesters from like in your city when the last time uprisings happened or like when Freddie Gray and, and Mike Brown were killed. If you go through the newspapers and videos you're gonna see organizations, right? You're gonna right. see people that were there and even if you don't want to join them, just X is my suggestion. Um, and then as far as tangibility, I think that campaigns are a tension point for me because like as an abolitionist, anti-capitalist. Tell me about the campaigns. Right, Come on, like, anti-capitalism. Like most, most campaigns are very reformist in nature, right? Some of them okay. are, and like, I think we also have to understand the idea of harm reduction as like a short-term strategy while like pushing the symbol, the system to its edges to collapse, right? right? Like, so like, we couldn't plan for a pandemic, right? But we can plan sure for like, we can plan for whenever like the rage boils over, whenever that is, and know that like these moments happen and that's the moments where we need to just stand in solidarity. Like, I don't think this is the moment to be training things, right? Or doing political education. This is the moment where you build trust by like doing things with people and allowing them to hold space, right? Wow, I feel political dragged. Example. I'm sorry. I feel dragged. <laughs> let a protest before and they called me yesterday for real like i got in contact with them like yesterday maybe 24 hours ago and you know how i feel about plans right but my growing edge was that they're young people so i'm a role in my squad in my squad we decided to roll right because we were young people people allowed us to take space and like you have to build trust right and i'd rather be in community with them because i know that people are more likely to listen to people that they they trust and respect than someone's just like yelling at them and like actually funny story <clears throat> so i was Tell me the funny story last night about this protest and an individual who's much older and elder um i would say he's a community elder he ain't my elder let me be very clear um and you know some people i like, know I some of them niggas i know some of them niggas. Like, some people are like oh you don't respect old people and it's like it's not that i don't respect old people or like their experience i respect people that i'm in community with Right, like your delivery and your, your relationship to me is all is what matters, right? Like if you come off across to me as a condescending asshole every time I talk to you, I don't want to be in community with you, even if you're telling me good shit. Right. Right. And like also understand that in this moment, right, leadership can shift very rapidly, right? Like y'all had your moment as folks that were part of the, the last civil rights movement. It is now time for another generation of folks to lead. And that 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 looks very different than what you're used to. It doesn't mean you don't have really good information to share and good advice or pushback or whatever, right? Or can't be really useful, but like delivery is everything, right? But so like this person, the first thing they asked this, this, this young protester, 16 year old girl, girl was who trained you? First thing they said, who trained you? And it was real mm -hmm. aggressive. I'm talking like this man has to be at least 60, like full gray. Mm -hmm. And you gonna ask a 16 year old girl who trained you and really aggressive. And I'm telling like, there was a couple, couple black men on the call 
two black women, my well, three maybe, I think, because I wasn't looking at all the video stuff and like that that girl. And nobody else besides black women that were with her and me said anything. It's like, yo, no, I don't care how old you are, I don't care what your type is. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be disrespectful, like to anybody. Like respect right. is respect. And like also you're not gonna shut her down and not let allow her the space to grow because somebody had to let you do some stuff however long it was ago. I don't know about it because Listen, in my 15 years said, old, I don't know about it. I've li- I'm almost 30 and I ain't never heard about what you did in Baltimore. You can tell me about it, but like, right. I don't, to be honest, I don't care. I guess that's what I had, like the point of contention. I had to text him and say, you know what? You know, I just want to apologize. I said, if my, not if, I did say that my ego mm-hmm. um, got in the way of communicating. This is me being an adult now because I don't really talk to niggas like this at all. Listen, I, mean, I understand. Growth. I'll grow like, look at me. Where's the mean? Like, this is growth. <laughs> right? This is growth. <laughs> I was like, I apologize that my ego got in the way of me needing to communicate to you. Sorry, I was a little bit shady. A lot shady. And I said, and I think it's important what you all are trying to do. And I just hope that there are demands attached to it. So I appreciate you clarifying the difference between campaigns because when I first came in, a lot of people are like, what campaign do you have? What campaign do you have? And I was like, what is a campaign? And then, you know, people would be like, well, we've been working on that. You know, like when we shut down um, Cambridge City Hall and Mary and all them like chained themselves to the front door and we sent niggas eviction notices, the people who had been working on the campaign for 10 years, even though we invited them to... Um, you know, to be a part of it. And a lot of them were working with us. I can't believe I'm telling you this. A lot of them were working with us until it was time, like set time. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's time. Go ahead. No, most people ain't built for direct action. They'd be scared. Ooh, baby. And let's let's be honest though. They're scared till they do it and then they become addicted. Right. Or they feel like they get the recognition from it. And then they're like, oh, so that's what happened. It was these black youth, you know, Emanuela and Mary who got the recognition. And then all of a sudden, all these old ass white people who are like, we've been working on this campaign in Cambridge since 1972. Like, you know, and I'm like, at the end of the day. Like, that's nice, but did you win? Right, if and at the end of the won, day, you gotta give it up to the black women who, who really put that work in and pushed the envelope, you know? And if you haven't won, you can't turn away help. That's how I feel, right? Like, I'm not, I, even in Baltimore, and you know how I feel about some of the folks here. You're you very know. polite about it, though. You're better at I, it than I am. Now. Now. Um, <laughs> but there's more than enough work, and my ego says that I have So... Wait, that, you cut out. I said, Your ego, ego said what? My ego says I haven't won yet, so I can't tell mm. nobody how they're supposed to do things. All right, brother. I mean, I guess... We haven't so, won, right? Like until we until we win, this is all experiments. We're all just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. So when you say that, um, I love how people are, are chiming in, and I'm just gonna read some of the comments. Um, Ashley said that there's space for it all, and everything is equally important in the grand plan, and that community requires reciprocal consent. Um, so I appreciate you saying that. It's like the ancestor conversation. Some of these ancestors in my bloodline not useful to me because they mm-hmm. hate they was haters here and they haters there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I think that that is an important point to make. How do you choose community really? So I think it's a willingness to be accountable to each other. Right. But also uh, 
like a beginning of alignment or if we're not in alignment, a, a willingness to work. And when I say work, because I'm on the far end of the radical spectrum, um, I'm not moving backwards. What right, you mean you know, you're on the far end? Like abolish it all. I'm down with it, right? Okay. Most people aren't there yet. I'm okay with that, but that means I'm not going to, I'm not moving more conservatively because of that, right? Like I'll, you can meet me and I'll figure are out you, where you Are you registering niggas to vote? Um, not this year in particular, mostly because pandemic, but like, let's be clear, I run, I run electoral campaigns, right? Like I've done, I do policy work day in and day out and I do direct action. I do it all because it's all necessary because let me be Thank very clear. you. That's all I wanted to hear. I was about to fight you. I was about to be no, like, this no. nigga say far left and radical, whatever. No, I mean like they're all tactics, right? That push us towards getting like- Cause I just right feel here. like the niggas who push everyone to vote will be the same people like don't loot, don't do this or whatever. No, you they're can vote. Saying, you could both hands <laughs> because at the end of the day, voting is a tool, but I was on a call last night from organizers across the world, Monica. Like, shout out to Dr. Shamel Bell. She really did the thing with Future X Sounds. And while we on the call, the um, uh, uh, the the curfew um mm -hmm. uh, alarm is going off in LA. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is wild to me. You know, and I'm thinking about you know, shout out to General Jeff, niggas on Skid Row. How are you going to get them to vote? Vote vote for what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing mm -hmm. on the ballot that says homeless people have rights. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing, you know, so he was like both and. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you meet niggas where they at, essentially, right? But that's what Organizing Blacks is about, right? Like, the reason we ran... Tell me about your organization, because it used to be called something else. Hold on one second. My folks are loud in the other room. I'm just Tell Justin I said, shut the hell up. <laughs> um, But like, so, you know... uh. We we ran electoral campaign, right? Like not as an organization, but all the members participated as individuals, right? Because we understand that we're a C3, right? And like, that means there's things we can do as an organization, there's things we can't, right? right? But the idea is that like, honestly, campaign organizing, electoral organizing is really useful in Northern cities because like people live close to each other, right? You can just go knock on people's doors and people expect it. So they're not as willing to push you away. And it's a good way to get a read of where folks are at. Um, and you and you build, right? Like, I don't believe politicians, like, I don't believe we should just have random politicians running for office and support people. We need to build our own niggas, send them in and be like, yo, you got two terms and then you out and the next person going to come in. Right, right. Like, they're, doing that, they're doing that in Binghamton right now. It's all black women yeah. up there, like, boom. Yeah, but like, it works. It's possible. Right, but you also have to meet like the voting niggas have to meet the niggas that don't give a fuck about voting, right? The niggas that don't give a fuck about voting, they want to know like one, you have to get them to understand that like you can't actually get power until you know how things work, right? Like power is based on the ability to either create or destroy, right? Like if I want to go, you know, cook some fried chicken, I need to know all the ingredients that go into the fried chicken before I cook. You sure enough do, because I'm not eating your food if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You know I cook, so. But like, that's my point. Like folks eat my food because they trust that I know what goes in the food and right. allergies, they ain't gonna come in my house and be like, what you put in this? Cause they know right. I know what the allergies are and I'm gonna work around that, right? Right. And so it's the same thing with organizing. Um, you, you gotta learn how the system works deeply before you decide you want to destroy it or even recreate something new, right? Because like, when have we actually governed shit in this country? Like as a community? Never. So well, there was that one time, Black Wall yeah. Street. But like, 
you it's, know, shout out to my folks in Tulsa, Dr. Tiffany Crutcher, Justice for Terrence. Was it like the 70th anniversary or the 80th year anniversary? 100th anniversary last Sunday. Wow, um, 100 years. If y'all want to figure out how y'all can support organizing on Black Wall Street, you can support the Terrence Crutcher Foundation and Tiffany Crutcher. She's a wonderful human being. Okay. Um, her twin brother was murdered by police um, mm -hmm. on their birthday or like right by their birthday. Um, so yeah, that's heavy. And they actually are folks I work with and they did their first direct action on Saturday. And right. took a highway, right? Like, right. right. That. Um, what was the first like, action you ever involved yourself in? Um, it was a rally from the Baltimore Algebra Project for youth jobs and education to increase funding to like schools and like for the youth summer jobs program. Mm -hmm. um, and I marched through downtown. We like, we, so many of us, like I, I convinced my friends to like, skip school you know, did you join the protests? We got approved right. by the school board, low key. Um, they were like, we all right, y'all niggas can do whatever y'all want. Yeah, pretty much. And then we were down there and the courthouse shut down because there was so many people. Uh, it was funny, my cousin was in court that day and they like, the courthouse. Um, but that was my first action. I remember it because like, I remember my cousin calling me and saying, I could hear, I could hear you in there. And like, right. how are you home, nigga? Right, 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 right. And he was like, I really appreciate that. I know that wasn't your intent, but like, I appreciate it. Um, and just seeing like that young people, I was like 12, 13, that young people could organize thousands of their peers. You were 13 years old at your first action? Mm hmm That's wild. And what's crazy is I saw people out here today that been at their first action that I invited them to. This is like how right, many okay. of them. And so like, right. again, these full circle moments for me. Right. Um. So, and it says in 2015, Organizing Black was co-founded by you, Michaela Brown, and Trey. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to say the Trey love. Mm -hmm. um, Y'all niggas is visionaries. I mean, this is what the bio is saying. What's happening? We are practicing the idea of like participatory governance, right? Both in our collective and like preparing the city. There's a reason, again, there's a reason we run electoral campaigns. So our last campaign, we ran Josh Harris for state delegate. Um, okay. Against my against a lot of our advice, he ran as a Green Party candidate in Baltimore, which is completely blue. But I will say our win number was about fourteen thousand. We canvassed about twenty thousand homes and got about twelve thousand votes. Okay. Right. So like that's mm -hmm. not bad considering like people in Baltimore don't vote anything but blue. Right. And I think I also I've, I think I've told you this before. I think uh, elections are like public lit, public polls and litmus tests that we don't have to pay for. Right, because like the way people vote on a candidate, especially if you're actually organizing them in a, on a local level, can tell you a lot of things about what they believe. Okay. Um, and it's like you don't got to pay for it as an organization that ain't got that kind of money, right? And we could just, if you do the work and do work, you can figure out. Right. So, so there's like, um there's a question. I'm a, I'm gonna go back to that because I wanna I wanna explore that further. Okay. Because I have a confession to make. Mm -hmm. Um. Um, Ashley says, when people have a limited capacity, you know, they're differently abled, um, disabled, mental health concerns, et cetera, how can they, those folks support? So a lot of things is helpful, right? Research is a really big thing. Um, cooking for folks, providing space for folks, um, donating just cash, right? Or like being able to be a person that can like maybe call a city councilman or some other opposition and gather information for us, right? Like we need we need spies, we need cooks, 
We need people that can build things. We need people that can fix things. We need people that can just like sit and take notes, watch kids. Like there are a lot of roles, right? right? It depends on the, the, the infrastructure in your area, but like they exist, right? You just have to look. I got something for you too. A little project I'm working on. We talk okay. about it later. Um, <laughs> so the thing that I want to admit to you is you had said something earlier in this broadcast. You said that um, voting, if you allow it to be, is a litmus test um, and a very good gauge and indicator. And you also said that people need to know all the things, right, about the thing if you want to uh, either dismantle it or actually burn it down to the ground and build something new. So I signed up to go through a Black political education um, module through mm-hmm. um, a PAC. Am I saying that right? It's like mm-hmm. uh, the political action coordinating party. I don't know what the fuck they stand Committee. for. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you very much. And I'm um, actually, I, I signed up and I went on my first call and we learned about like, um, 1865 and the Emancipation Proclamation, like what that meant for niggas, like was they really free? Was mm-hmm. um, um, also the, it's a lot to talk about, but it's also like um, when the three-fifths compromise was presented, like what did that mean? You know, and I think about the times that we're in now and I want to be certain when I say that like at the end of the day, I'm still not gonna be out here encouraging niggas to vote yes. on purpose. <laughs> um, it's not gonna be like my main focus I certainly want to learn more about the legislative process not because I believe that's ever going to be my lane but I want to be informed and so no and I, I think that's the smart thing right like there is power in knowing how to lobby past legislation right like like for my day job and because I'm not because they're real picky about how you speak about them when you work for them you work, I'm not you gonna, work for a nonprofit. <laughs> I do don't get me wrong it's a black nonprofit. they cool they it's obviously don't the care. They don't the care that I'm out out protesting or any of that. Um, and there is some freedom, but like I know you got a following, and the last thing I need is my boss to call me and be like, "You said something unauthorized." Listen, I be talking mad shit about my job. I be like, "These motherfucker, are you yeah. kidding me?" Like, <laughs> but I actually like them. Okay, all right. You know, they're they're relatively dope. I get a lot of freedom to to move resources to people that need it. Right. Right. So I think that's useful. That's I think what, that's the only reason why I actually stay at my job because I'm like maybe I could be more useful in this capacity, you know? I mean, it also gives me experience to like test out, honestly, organizing theories that are based off of conditions I've learned in Baltimore and things I've learned in Baltimore. And yes, other places, but it allows me to then practice them with people in other in other cities that I'm not a part of and be sustained, sustain, right? So like my folks, again, my folks in Tulsa, I love them. I've right. been with them for like a year and like watching their growth being able to sustain that it's also a validation of like the experiment of like our theory of organizing that's organizing black right and like how we think you know you develop people and power and so that goes back to like they they're at a position now where like all the city councilors will and the mayor is still ignoring them for some demands right now but like the right. vast majority will answer their calls and they can push some some laws through right like and most people not us but like most the average individual has never written a law for their city or state in their life, right? right? Of course, I can't even count anymore how many laws I've like helped write and stuff in policy, and that's ridiculous to think about. Like, we so think it's about like you're a lawyer. No, 
<laughs> I direct the lawyer. Okay, all right. Like they write, but like I've had deep influence over like, mm, that doesn't sound right. That's not strong enough, right? Like pushing. And it's not, again, it's not the end all be all, but you learn a lot. What do you think coalition building looks like? You had said earlier, I'm not sure if it was off camera or not, but that you wanted to talk about, like now is not the time to politicize niggas. Like you just got to let niggas just, but I want to, I want to be like niggas, like you put your power somewhere. So, okay, let me put it like this. I don't think now's the time for like a group like me to do that on the ground. I think that in, in this particular COVID moment, there is a space for like online politicization. Um, that normally wouldn't exist mm-hmm. in these kind of moments. Um, but like, that still requires at the end of that to say like, hey, where you're located and can I connect you to something else so you can learn a little bit more? Or like, I would think to specify to their location so you can do a bit of a deeper dive because otherwise right. you're kind of doing a disservice because like, you know, most political education courses are the basis of the basics, which granted, most people don't know. All right. But if you're- But you're saying we're pretty much- are you saying, am I putting words in your mouth that we're preaching to the choir when we tell black folks about political education? Cause they understand I, it on some baseline level. I think so. And I also think like, unless there's time to do the deep study about like the, the power dynamics of these errors, like the things that like actually make organizers organizers. Cause like how many history professors know movement history? They're not organizers though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, like that doesn't make there's like a, like organizing is honestly an embodiment, right? It's a way you live your life, the way you think, the way you act in situations, the way you deal with pressure and stress, right? right? Everybody's not built to be an organizer. And I wish people Can would you stop Can say thinking, that again, please? Everybody ain't built to be an organizer and I need people to stop thinking of the hell. It's okay. You can be a healer. You can be a cons person, right? Like that's, there is, that is organizing, but it is not the same as like base building organizing, you know, or like community organizing in the sense that you're building. Do you think that niggas should take a role in everything? Like, I'm just saying what I think. I don't know if you agree with me. Like me personally, like when we did, um, you know, me, Chanel, me, Chanel, April, we used to be the three stooges. We was the powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. I think about like all the times we just like rapid response. Come on, this fundraiser it needs to be knocked mm-hmm. out. Boom, 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 right? And then we all went our separate ways, and and we're still doing great work. But we've all been cross trained. Like so, I know shit to do that they so, don't. You know. So this this is Block's philosophy, right? Like we believe. Are they leaving? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, um, um, so they, so like, we believe that like folks will typically find, um, like every, so I think there's two things, right? There's, there's the things that like, sometimes you're naturally skilled at because like just the way genetics and stuff work or you're predisposed to be. And mm-hmm. then there's the skills that like you love to do and you want to become great at, right? And so I think that fi- figuring out what, what's your deepest yes around those things in organizing is really important. Because you shouldn't, organizing shouldn't, it is work, but it shouldn't always feel like work. Okay. Right? Like, I, I, don't wake up each, I don't wake up each day and be like, I don't want to be an organizer today. Like, I wake up each day and I am an organizer and I decide and I do my job, but like, I don't, it honestly, most of the times doesn't feel like work. Right. This time, like, the things that feel like work are like the staff meetings, right? And like the internal. Right. But when I'm These in the community, Zoom fucking calls. Yeah. Like, when I'm in the community, that doesn't feel like work. When I'm traveling, supporting cities, that's not work right y'all niggas have got on flights i'm like hey hey you know i will hop on a flight in a heartbeat (laughs) and i I have always appreciated that about y'all um 
And also y'all don't bring your own agenda. So the other thing I want to talk to y'all about is because I feel like, especially during this time, I just want niggas to be safe. And the reason why I say niggas to be safe is because I have made mistakes as an organizer. And I think that that's why maybe I'm full of the critique is because I knew that like nobody was going to get to me. I had to, I had to experience it. And then I was like, oh, okay. It makes sense what the old head was saying, you know? Um, mm-hmm. What would you say are the th- three to five major components that your protest or rally should have if you're inviting black folks to attend? Um, I guess the question is, is like one, you should figure out what your goal is, right? Like I, I always assess that. That's are why I was risk- mad. I felt like there was no goals, but I'll, I'll get right? over like, it. Are you risking arrest or not? That's the second thing when black folks are in the, in, in the room, right? Um, the third thing is, is like, do you have enough people for crowd control? Why is crowd control important? And as someone who I've often, I'm like, relief better be on his motherfucking walkie-talkie. I need to know what security looks like right now. Like, I've always so, been able to count on you like, for that. So what does marshalling and security mean to a crowd full of people? Right, so like, we know white supremacists exist. We know that they like to go to protests and start shit, kill people, stab them, you name it, right? Like, you're responsible for that, both legally and like, emotionally. Right. Right, and like, Nobody wants to go through the idea that they like did something that got someone hurt, right? Or or killed, right? right? Um, and so it's really important to be able to have folks that you trust, like that are gonna back you up and like that are trained in pretty much is is like using their bodies to take up space, right? Marshalling right. is like the peaceful side of of like body direct action, right? Right? Like where you just because the marshals are important because. Y'all have, I was a marshal one time and I was like, this is not for me because I'll literally fight somebody. I'm like, you're not, stay over here, niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you are able to use your voice. You don't even have to use your body. I've noticed to guide the crowd. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we're going this way and everyone's communicating. Y'all got y'all little vests mm-hmm. on and shit. But there's a, an element of safety there because they're, y'all are positioned in a way that's like, we are guiding the crowd. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And yeah, the crowd's not gonna run into something that we haven't already seen and accounted for, right? Like, so like Boston, the cops started setting up barricades. We was like, bet, we see you, we gonna go this way. Or like when the truck- Y'all ended shifted 45,000 people. Or when the truck was in the middle of the protest and we was like, all right, how are we about to get this out of here? <laughs> right. Right, I was like, all right, I got you. Give me five minutes. <laughs> right, right. And so y'all develop strategies on the ground, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you said comms is a big thing because even though I was able to contact all of y'all and be like, y'all niggas need to come here because we need help. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 27 different organizers from ac- across the country came. I realized that my role, even though I was action coordinator, my role wasn't to be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that was y'all shit. So you had the medic team out there. Shout out to Siobhan uh, for BLM. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to-, out to the homie. Right. <laughs> shout out to y'all um, organizing Black I just wanted you to keep black block because it sounded so fucking devious and yeah, official. But like, then, but then, then like the political time shifted and they got you know folks started labeling them as terrorist organizations. So yeah, yeah. And like I'm like yeah, I know. <laughs> so like um, me, me and the FBI are our friends. So you know, right? No, that's valid. And so I think about too, like okay, then what happens now that we know that those are the tenants? I would say communications. Um, security, 
Mm -hmm. I worry about bail support because I feel like not a lot of niggas know about it. And I'm saying it as a nigga who didn't find out about it until 2017. We always raise bail funds after the protest. And the Fight Supremacy March is actually the first time we did raise bail um, prior or set aside funds for it. And then we work closely with National Lawyers Guild and Mass Bail Fund. And I just worry about... um, I, I just worry about it because I know the implications. I love that you said that somebody could get seriously hurt. If we're leaving Blackfoot, we're getting awarded from the city of Boston for like our work. I was like, I can't accept this motherfucking award. You still got 36 niggas in jail for doing the same thing I just did. Like, we're just, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you think of aftercare? And then like, well, how can you move that energy into something tangible? So I think there's also a thing that you have to think about when you're planning actions is like, who's your after action team, right? They're not jail support, they're not comms. They're the people that like step up into leadership while the folks that did that action arrest. Nigga, you making me uh, nervous like with your pacing. Three, like, but they have to do the, they were loud in the other room. No, I know, but I think like when you go through certain parts of the house, we lose it. So you oh. said who's your aftercare? Um, yeah, like you your say? after support team, right? Like these are the people that, you know, Who's sending out the thank you message? Who's posting right. the thank you, the thank you thing on the social media, right? Who's making like this is after our people are home, right? Because jail support, I do think there's a portion of jail support that like includes what do people need in their immediate release? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Like their immediate release. And then there's like what do you need going forward? Right. Okay. Um, and I think those are two different things, right? Because they might need like long-term legal support. But then they right. also need, like, they need long-term emotional and, like, sometimes physical support, right? And, like, there's some folks that need to, also, like, whoever leadership is should really assess that going forward if you're not a direct action group. Like, it still should be assessed, but if you're not a group that, like, regularly practices direct action, y'all need to debrief, y'all need to check in, how are you feeling? Right. Has your body healed, right? Because also direct action is hard on the body. Yeah, it's like, so hard just, on the body. I had some direct action in my bedroom this weekend. It was so hard on the body. You understand what I'm saying? Like... I'm sick of you. Um, I hate it here. But like, niggas, was, niggas was hitting me up, asking me, bitch, are you safe? I saw you came to Boston. I was like, I came to Boston and get some dick. Like, I, what? Why are you bothering me? Um, I want to talk to you about um, uh, organizing and training to be an organizer. You said it was important to learn I mean, I don't know. I feel so like I, think, I haven't learned shit. So I think that we're all we should strive. Like the, the a good organizer is always a student teacher, and I say student teacher first because like you're still learning new shit. Like police are coming up with new tactics, right? States coming up with new tactics. You don't stop learning. You're also learning people, um, but you also have a responsibility to 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 share the things that you gain competency. In. I'm not gonna say mastery because like a lot of people don't actually attain mastery. Okay. But like competency. And there are folks though that in movement that have attained mastery of certain aspects of like organizing. Okay. And like why it's important, I think, to be in community so you can figure out who those folks are, particularly out like yes, within your city, but I think every organizer should be also exposed to like national movement because it gives you perspective. Right. It lets you also know that you're like once you start, you know, your own city's like organizing scene or whatever, like you still feel kind of silo because it's like, oh, it's just us. Right, right. The same 20, 30 folks, whoever, right? right? Once you get national, you realize, like, oh, we deep. Like, right. we act, but. 
right? Like, so like, let's talk about the 140 cities that's going on right now, right? The fact is, is that like you and me could literally name people in all of those 140 cities, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And we know they're on the front lines, right? Like that's, that, that is comforting in a moment of where everything else is uncertain. Right. And like, I, I also would agree with that too, because, you know, not that I forget that I have niggas numbers, but I just don't use them because I feel like if we're not in community in certain ways, you know, I don't ever want to abuse the fact that I had your number from 2015, if you still kept it. Um, and so I reached out to an organizer from Southerners on Newground. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I said, who, who's, who's checking for what in Minneapolis? Cause I don't like going by the accounts of white people, like, you know, mm-hmm. and um, she was like, oh, hey sis. And I was like, you knew who this was? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. same, like, you know, and so I appreciated like just her connecting me to folks or whatever, but um, why you always send me the training packages and applications for certain onboarding for national um, trainings late? Because I think you know the people and I think that being in no, deeper No, I don't know the people. I think you do though. Like you no, know Chanel, you know me. I don't know the people. You know me, don't you? I don't know the people. people. I'm one of those people that's a part of that thing that okay. we're talking about. Um, I mean, I, I'll say the name. Shout out to Bold, you know, shout out Bold Organizing. Y'all, I literally be like, one day they're going to accept me into their cohort. One day. Well, so like part of, they've shifted multiple times in like how they accept members. Like, mm-hmm. I think that it was like, you had to be attached to a base building organization. Um, but like, you should just, follow, you should just, I, I, I should connect you with like one of their organizers. You know, that they have staffed organizers. Mm-hmm. Like they've grown, right? And like maybe talk to one, like arrange a conversation where you could talk to them. Cause I do think that is for me, I won't say it's my political home cause like organizing black is, but it's like, it's, it feels like a home, right? Like it feels like when we, it feels like going into your cousin's house and, and like just being able to chop right. it up over here and play spades and like push each other, but still know that like you love each other even through the disagreements. Right, okay. Um, and so I, that's, that's why I think that's important because like, well, I'm not going to say like I politically agree or even know or like everybody in the thing, right? But there's a certain level of trust built because of like, there's a baseline I know of where your political alignment is because you got accepted and like niggas vet you to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my question, then the follow-up question is, you know, when you say you don't really like people or whatever, like I know it goes deeper than that or whatever, but how do you deal with conflict um, within your own team? And then also as someone who is considered a national organizer. Um, so I also I think conflict also first the place it occurs matters a lot, okay. right? Like public disrespect requires like public mending because like we have these a niggas be apologizing in my text messages and inbox, but never go public when the disrespect well, was public. Well, I think is I think we have to hold so we hold elected officials to a really high standard about how they act in public. Mm-hmm. And I think what ourselves to similar standards. Not to say that you can't you know, like fuck, suck, whatever it is, do drugs. I don't, I don't care about that. What I'm talking about is the standards. That of, escalated like, very quickly. <laughs> right. Like I don't. What I do mm-hmm. talk about the standards of like how you hold relationships and hold yourself accountable. Like we have to model what we want to see in both our people that look up to us. Right. Like being an organizer is a lot of fucking power, and you abuse that when you don't like intentionally model the world that we're trying to create okay that take direction from you even if you don't realize it right like like think about it like this 
I'm thinking we about were in it. Middle of action somewhere, I don't care where in the country, and I decided to like start burning some shit, and we all hype. What do you think is gonna happen? I don't really know the answer to the question, or like. I think people will start burning shit. I was gonna say it, but I didn't want to be wrong on the on the internet. I think people mm -hmm. are gonna start burning shit because I decided to start burning shit, right? And so, like, there's a, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there's also a time and place for some things. And then, I, like, there's, you also have to think about the perception of the thing, because if you're beholden and accountable to, like, your organization and movement, you got to be here for the long term and think about both how you're perceived by your organization, who you're accountable to, and the community. Right. That, right? Like, because people, I mean, people hold their leaders to higher, higher standards than they hold themselves. Um, and I'm not saying you should try to live up to it, but there you have to recognize that you have power and you do have a like there are little kids in Baltimore who like come up to me in my neighborhood and I saw you on the news, I saw you at the protest. Mm -hmm. There's a responsibility there. About, if you like, say so. I think so, right? Like also if you want people to trust you, right? Like I want to trust someone that I know when they fuck up, they just be like, listen, I fucked up. Right. Okay. Because I'm not about the cancel thing, because or it, it also depends on what. Depends no, I'm just that. asking. I mean, no, are you like this with everyone? Because I feel black like people. you are you like this with all black people? <laughs> and I'm yes, I'm asking. I give grace. I give grace until you've like proven that either you can't be trusted or you can't keep people safe, typically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Like people that work with cops and feed information to cops, you gotta go. People that right. get people hurt and are not willing to change and learn from that, you gotta go. Like if you're right. willing to learn though, I think that we can grow together. Even if I decide that like I'm not the person or my organization the space for you, I'll find resources to connect you to. Because sometimes right. personalities just clash, and that's a thing. And well, I think I'm we have glad to be okay. that you and I've been clashing since 2015, my nigga. <laughs> I mean, there's some people you know. I just like their their politics, or or they say their politics are in alignment, and then their actions. Right. And I just believe that if I'm gonna say some shit. Facebook, I, I posted, I endorsed a councilman like last week. And I had to walk that endorsement back because I found out he got money from the FOP. And like my reparations for that is I'm going to find somebody to replace him. I got four years. Right, 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 I right. right. Up. I told people to do a thing. I'm responsible for partially part of that. Like, granted, he would have probably been like reelected anyway, but like I'm going to own my part in this. And also, like, I like that, that you're like, and I don't have to like, I can say that I messed up and I don't have to dwell in it. I can still do the work alongside mm -hmm. of my fuck up, you know? So I've always appreciated that about you. I mean, I fuck up all the time because I yell at people a lot. You, you're a lot. little angry. You're a little angry. I am. I was I like, am. is that a leak out here yelling on my walkie talkie on Beyonce's bandwidth? Are you kidding me? I'm a little angry, but I think it's because like, part of it is, is that I save all my grace for like community members mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know other people like politicians and such they catch it because like I don't have to have grace for you you chose to like the same way police choose to be police you chose to be an elected right. official so you're gonna get all this work okay my grace is well, for folks who don't have resources okay well I have one last question to ask you mm -hmm. it's a two-pronged question um, I'm probably going to go watch some Ratchet TV after this. Um, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, the question is one that I ask every single guest. The first part of it is, is there anything that you feel we didn't cover today or that you were surprised I did not ask you about? And then the second part of that question is, who would you like to see on the show? 
Um, yeah, I don't know which. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't actually ask me to like dive into what I think a competent organizer should be. I'm not commenting because you won't let me get into the bowl training. So that's not me. That is not me. I have nothing to do about that. I'm not on the training team. I'm not even on the board anymore. I'm serious. We've been going at this for like four years now. And at this I, point, I'm like. Let's talk about, let me see your application the next time. Like, seriously, let me see your application. Um, Cause that might be why. They, but, no, what, what is the problem is, is that like, we can't stand this bitch. I, that's what the problem comes down to. I already know, it's okay. I'm not liked by all. We'll see. <laughs> Who would you like to see on the show? Um, probably somebody from Black Visions Collective. Um, I've heard of them. Who is that? They the homies. They the one. They the uh, queer black organization on the ground in Boston. I mean, not Boston, Minneapolis, leading stuff. I was about to say no. <laughs> um, and they were formed around a similar time as us. Okay. And like we th have thrown down together a few times. Is that, is that like Misty and them? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's all you had to say. Say the names. Um, like, I don't know these niggas' organization. I know people. Yeah, no, nah, Misty, Candace, and all them. Um, and so it's really interesting to watch us both grow at the, at the same time and at different rates because of through different things. Right. Um, right. And like, kind of, you know, we had similar reasons for starting our own formations. And, you know, um, so I just really appreciate watching their growth and like, you know, we've thrown down, we got trust. I'm gonna text Miski now. That's so funny you um, say that. Tell Miski, you know, sending all the love and light and safety on them right now. Um, I so, appreciate you. Um, and, and the same, you know, I'm wishing you love, light, safety through whatever, because I need you to stay around. That has got to be the nicest thing you've said to me in the five years we've known each other. Thank you. That's, that's bullshit, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit <laughs> all right i'll text you about it later <laughs> so this saying, is <laughs> i flew to boston for you for a counter protest that is not the nicest thing <laughs> but tell justin i said i love them tell michaela i said big hug big hug little kiss little kiss okay. um tell trey i said hello there was a little white boy y'all used to organize with too i don't know if y'all lost him or was that blm new jersey no that was new jersey so I knew you were like yeah we lost the nigga like <laughs> you were like it wasn't <laughs> Wait, like we did have a white person when we were Baltimore block, but like they, we'd have never brought them out of town with us, so it wasn't I think us. That they, I think that they did come out of town with you. I think I think that white person was in my house, <laughs> like, and I was like, he's with them. It's fine. And maybe no. it was maybe it was BLM New Jersey. No, it couldn't have been because we stayed with a, a black friend when we came. Um, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about um, I was just talking about this to Future. Remember um, we had an impromptu meeting at my house like the night before, right? Yeah, and I'm saying we And everyone stayed... crowded into my like little bedroom, whatever. Like, yeah, no, remember we, we stayed with my friend, um, Amantua. Okay. Who like lived in Boston. I didn't get y'all a hotel room? Oh. Mm, Cause we were I'm like, cheap. it's cool. I'm Wait, cheap. Remember, we, me, remember me and you were talking budget. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, it's cool, we got peoples. No, you know why we were talking budget? Don't let people, don't play me out here. Don't no, play I'm me saying out here. We were talking no, budget. no, no, don't you play me out here. We was talking budget because y'all niggas decided at the last minute to come. Them tickets was like $800 round trip. 
Yes, it was also, what happened then? And then we had to, you and I agreed to end up sharing the course because I was like- Yeah, because yeah, I was trying to raise money because that was when Dutchie was pregnant, remember? Right. So like, I was concerned because I thought, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on at that time. I was like, yo, I said, but you know, in hindsight, I could see how it was like a little bit late. I was like, we need y'all. And then y'all couldn't really make the decision until like, yeah two days before but I'm glad you came I'm glad the whole squad came because it really like you were really an anchor and I will say that to you that's the only nice thing I got for you okay I love you and I hope that you have a good evening thank you for being my guest on the full set no and I hope you have a good night you too all right peace y'all